We're over here tapping in with KWJT, Puget Sound from Space. I'm over here with Corey. You're tapping in with Tavares and sliding with Solana. (laughs) All right, KWJT. Whole lot of groovy shit going on. Uh, Two things. You know we love to start the show off with a whole lot of love. So uh, thank you, all the groovers at home, for tapping in with last week's episode. Um, We truly appreciate you guys. So thank you. Go crazy. Crazy easy. Uh Tranquil Forest, thank you for always supporting us. Um, we truly appreciate you guys, too, uh, for always getting us fucked up on the pod. Um, and without a further ado, I would like to introduce this week's guest. We got Tobe in the motherfucking building. Get my flowers. You know, all of them today. <laughs> How are you? Good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's great to hear, man. Great to hear. No, this is gonna be fun. So, uh, with you, Zavars, how you doing? I feel like no. I feel like you ask like, "How are you doing?" and nobody reverts the question back to Tavares. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> That's a fact. That, yeah, uh, I'm doing great, brother. Um, nah, weekends are special for me, so uh, I get to connect with everybody and sit in this room and chat it up with a uh, a lot of people. So, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great for today. Dope. We got it. We got it. It's, it's, it's it. Sunday, bro. It Everybody's is. feeling good. Man. It's a good Sunday. We over here feeling blessed today. I like. I have a like a bunch of questions, but like also no questions. So I'm I'm gonna see. I'm gonna sprinkle them in as we like just kick it for the next hour. So you're about to just ask me a series of <laughs> of stupid shit. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> nah. I need PR, bro. This is so bad. I just started this off so fucked. Up. No, don't worry. We no, we, we control it. We're yeah. like a lot of people's first interviews, so like we totally understand. It's so no I looked at me like mm. <laughs> that came in crisp. <laughs> All right, Koi, get ready to beep some shit. <laughs> um, I mean, before we really truly uh, get started on this, it's really hard to encapsulate like. The things you do, um, you're so involved with the community. You've been involved. Um, I was lucky enough to meet you this past year. And, uh, you know, I still have yet to figure out the thing, the copious amounts of things that you do and involve yourself with. Um, So, like, can we start off with uh, Tobe's, your your brand and how you started off uh, your brand Requiem and um, did that happen before you began uh, being creative or was that the, the start of the journey? Um, nah, the journey is long, bro. Yeah. I've been around for a little minute. It's been yes. a while. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a minute. Uh, that actually, the story about that's kind of crazy. That was kind of like a evolving, that was an evolving, revolving door of failures. It was just like me trying to start something, it not working out, trying to start something else, it not working out, and then being like, all right, this one's it. But that kind of happened during a transition in my life where I was like, I got to do something different. Like, yeah. I got to I gotta really change, like, the trajectory that my life is going on. So then uh, me and so me and my godbrother, Tommy, we was living in Arizona at the time. We went through, like, a crazy two-year span. We had, like, a nail supply business. Had to kind of, like, shut that down because um, 
it was like a family business. Part of our family was like leaving Arizona, moving back to Seattle. Yeah. And then it was it was just a lot trying to work that between two states. We had like just moved down to Arizona. Oh, shit, that's from, crazy. Yeah, from Seattle. And then coming back up and we were like, ah, like, all right, we just got to figure it out. Like, yeah. So then, the, yeah, man, I think I was just like in the house because it's so unbearably hot there during the summer. I was just on the computer in the AC like for days. <laughs> like we just like that just kind of turned into like months of just me just deep diving like all right i'm moving back home i gotta figure out what it is i'm like really about to do yeah and then uh yeah we kind of like landed with that and then just designing and testing things out samples that never came out got stolen <laughs> by brands i won't name yeah <laughs> it was it was a lot bro it was a lot of ups and downs of just testing things out and then uh Made it back here, started putting it together. Right now, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, if you know about it, you know about it. Yeah. If you're my homie, you can get it. And uh, if I don't know you, you will not be able to get your hands on it. And if you have it and I don't know you, I'm going to know one of my homies. <laughs> Gifted <laughs> yeah. to you. Yeah. There's a short list on there. Yeah, so it's like pretty much right now, it's just like no promo, straight samples, friends and family. So it's, it's actually kind of a weird thing to talk about because it's mm-hmm. like, it's not like it's not really like an. Hold on one second. <laughs> That's the guard dog. <laughs> hey, but he was like, "I need on with the podcast too." <laughs> he, the mailman out there. I guess so. You don't fuck with the postman. Nah. What a stereotypical <laughs> dog. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> There's no one out there. That's what makes it worse. It's never like, sometimes he's just hypersensitive. That's uh, cool. My, nah, it's good though. My dog is obnoxious. Now, nah, Prezi walks like his name. Like he he yeah. embodies what you like named him. He got his nuts, bro. Yeah, he lets them hang too. He's standing up. <laughs> he got truck nuts. It's crazy. <laughs> if you've never met Prezi, Prezi walks around with a demeanor like, what the fuck? Pet me, but don't touch me also at the same time. <laughs> That's an upper echelon pup right there. Yeah, he got some, he got some flavor. Um, but I wanted to, uh, so I want to take it back to Lace Up Days because yeah. I know you have a very long standing history in our personal um, streetwork culture and just the development of, um, it moving from Tacoma to Seattle and just like it kind of just like those small building backs that, mm-hmm. that we have today. Um, so what was that time? Like when laced up was still in Tacoma and like just that, that whole era of just like streetwear. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a long winded story, but we'll, we'll get into it for sure. Um, that really started. Okay. So that was like, pretty crazy because i started going to the skate park and then um i would just be at that fall skate park like all the time yeah whenever i had a chance or it was like nice enough to actually go skate so i'd be over there and then um pretty much just like was kicking it with some homies there and then they were all in high school i was probably like around like 12 like a fresh 12 at the time yeah maybe i might have been even 11 i don't know but uh yeah that kind of opened up me meeting like the guys who started introducing me to these things because like I was already like in the shoes and whatnot like yeah because at that time like the scene was like so small 
that a lot of it was like, damn, it's, this sounds hella nerdy now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> like, like how like Discord and like Reddit is yeah. popping right now. Like back then it was Nike Talk, ISS. Yeah. And that's kind of how you like figured out what was going on. Yeah. Outside of maybe like a couple of. So you're an 11 year old on Nike Talk wheeling it. Are you like. Are you copying things at this, like, buying? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Like, I'm fully into <laughs> it. Like, I was always into, like, shoes and whatnot, yeah. but then, like, when I figured out there was, like, a culture behind it, yeah. it just, like, blew my mind. And I was like, I got to know about this. I got to I gotta be involved in this. This is crazy. And then, especially at that time, too, it was, like, you just wanted to be, like, individual and, like, have the things nobody had. Yeah. Because at that time, it's, like, everybody dressed like each other. Facts. Because you really only had the mall. And if you didn't have them all, you were probably, like, wearing some, like, Captain Crunch, like, weed <laughs> flip. That yeah. You got at the hood store or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, um, yeah, so, like, you could identify somebody for sure. Like, be like, oh, you, you you're know. part of this group. Yeah. I can tell just by, like, this one thing you're wearing. Like, oh, you know about something. What's up? Let's be friends. <laughs> so it was, like, a super small group or whatever, like, in Tacoma at that time. Yeah. And it was, like, uh like, I feel like I have to mention all these guys because they were very, like, important in what I'm doing today, and I probably wouldn't be doing these things if it wasn't for them. So there was uh, Swanks, um, Vespa, um, Chase, my, my good friend Chase, Chase Sinclair, and then uh, that was pretty much, like, the the groups of us, the, yeah. the, the small group of us that was, like, really, really, like, starting to get into, like, the streetwear stuff, like, early on. And, uh, man, Vess was, like, Vess was kind of, like, the the dude that really, like, put it all together, though. Yeah. Because he started figuring out how to get, like, couriers and, like, getting stuff sent in from, like, other spots that we didn't have access to. Oh, that's fire. So he was getting, like, bape, like, couriered in. And this is, like, early, early on, like, before it was, like, this was before it was, like, really even in, like, music videos. You know? Oh, so the, he's, like. He's learning about it as Nigo's really, like, figuring out how to, like, seed yeah. and, like, getting out of the Japan. Yeah, this is, like, pre-Wayne. Yeah. Like, for sure. It was, like, super early on. So then uh, he was getting, like, all this all this stuff just, like, couriered in. And then he started – he was actually crazy. He started this uh, – he started, like, a membership where you had to, like, pay to even be able to purchase. <laughs> Fire. He was just always ahead of stuff like yeah. that. He was hella smart. And then – um. Yeah, then we all just started, like, going up to Seattle and figuring out, like, oh, like, there's stores up here we can hit or whatever. Because we really only had, like, Northwest Snowboards, and, like, that's where you would get, like, the SB drops at the time. Yeah. So, like, they, they would get, like, you know, like, Dino Juniors, oh, Tiffany's, um, Dunkles, or, the, yeah, the Uncles. Yeah. Like, uh, so we had access to certain things, but then we didn't really have access to, like, the clothing side of it. Yeah. So then we would just start going up there, going to Goods, um, 35th, obviously, and whatnot. So, like, outside of our very small range of being able to go north or snowboards or, like, platinum wear. But yeah. then even at platinum wear, it's like, you know, you had to wait in a line. It was terrible. <laughs> it would be so cold. <laughs> and like, like I'm like a kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially, and like, I'm like a kid, too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I would have to do weird shit, like tell my mom, like, oh, I'm going to go stay at my friend's house. And like, <laughs> Just in the Nike dunk line. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. What? I was there for LS drops? Yeah, I'm there, bro. I need That's that. fire. <laughs> like, I need that. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, so then, you know, we started going up to Seattle, and then uh, 
definitely like you can't mention Seattle Streetwear without mentioning goods. That was definitely like the the pinnacle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so uh yeah, we started going up there and then just getting hips like different brands at that time and whatnot. And then um you just started meeting you just started meeting more people. Like the further you ventured out, you started meeting more people. Like I was like really, really young when I started to realize like oh, wow, like, there's even more of a subculture behind the subculture. Because yeah. now it's like, oh, it's not only just, like, clothes, but then you have, like, skating, you have surfing, you have, um, like, you know, the photography, the music. like yeah. <clears throat> graffiti, it all, it all plays into it. Yeah, so, like, my first few times going up to Capitol Hill, it was kind of, like, eye-opening because you really had, like, a thriving, like, culture, you know what I'm saying? yeah. So it wasn't just like, all right, now I'm just going from seeing this on like Soul Collector or like, you know what I'm saying, or Nike Talk or whatever. Yeah. Now it's like in my face and I'm like It's it's existing in my in my universe. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm hooked. I'm hooked. I'm like I'm going up there all the time. And then um laced up open and then Vess was kinda the Vess was kinda like the person that kind of connected the dots between like all the the Seattle dudes at, at, at laced up at that time, yeah. Versus, uh, you know, like us guys in Tacoma or whatever. So then um, we would just be up there, and then I don't I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I just remember being up there enough times, and then uh, Cassius and then JC were just kind of like, "Yo, you're here all the time. Like, do you want to intern?" And I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, like fuck yeah, <laughs> like I'm here every day. Yeah, like, it was like major. It was major, you know. So I was like, yeah, for sure. So then, uh, pretty much from that, like we were just. It was like me and a couple. Uh, it was me and a couple other guys. Like the main guys working there at the time was like Thad and uh, Porter. Yeah, Thad and Porter were like the two dudes that were like there every day. Yeah, just yeah, like, like helping. Sure. Yeah, helping run the shop and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? But like. Those guys showed me like so so much love and like embracement that like I'll forever be like grateful for that all time, of those guys yeah. up there for sure because it, it gave me like gave me an outlet to like learn and then you know actually seeing like a black business being able to like you know be be somewhat successful and like yeah. you know what I mean like I'd never I never, never really been. experienced it and you you got invited into it yeah 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 for sure just. Cause I was just a shop there. troll, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And then I think I was just so young too. These guys were just like, "Oh man, we got to like." We'll, 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 we're molding what's going on now. Now yeah. it's like he's like thir- he's twelve, thirteen. Like he know like whatever he's buying for the next ten years will always be cool. Yeah, cause like that's the future. So they, it's dope that they recognize in in the moment that they had a kid that was like already up on game. But like mm-hmm. now we can just like all right, we can ensure that there's a certain level of like cool and exclusivity that is continued through someone that we already fuck with. No, oh, yeah, for sure. And that that's like the like that that moment in my life just changed everything for me. Like that specific like time and, and place and just the space of just being there, it just it shaped everything that I'm doing. Even still to like this day and kind of like the like the ethos that I have like with the things that I do, it all stems like from from that particular like time. For yeah. sure. Cause it's like I don't know. Going up there, like those dudes, they they treated me like, like family, and like those were like some of the just the, the flyest dudes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Dad, Porter, Ike, 
you know, uh, Dave, Jake, like all those dudes, like they meant they meant a lot to like my upbringing as far as like what's hap- like what I'm doing now. You know what I'm saying? That's fire. Um, got a little early. Shout out to all y'all. <laughs> uh, I think it's really cool. Um, just knowing you like personally, I think it's really cool that you have such an like archival uh, spirit about yourself. Like you. You the just the point of references you have and like where you're able to pull from like Supreme two thousand like you know you know a catalog from a certain year of like mm-hmm. when you first saw a sneaker and just like those time periods like how how important is it to you to like have a sort of sense of like referencing like knowing the past but also being able to like change it in the future. Um, I think I think it I think that is the most important thing about what I do with everything because. I, like I don't know, maybe it was like my upbringing, but I grew up in a pretty like non-traditional, but like traditional, like like the core values were traditional. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like not forgetting where you come from, like knowing your people, and I don't know, maybe it's just because my family is from the south or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> like, especially like on my dad's side, like it was very, very like important that we like pay respect, like the things that we came from. Yeah. And. uh yeah, I think maybe that just kind of rubbed off and just how I think about things and how I just work work and, like, lay out what I'm about to do next. Like, it has to stem from somewhere. Like, I don't find myself being inspired by something that I wasn't directly impacted by. Yeah. You know, it's that's kind of hard for me to do. Like <laughs> You can't pull reference. Like, if you didn't live it or feel it or in some sort of, like, around you, it's it's hard to, like, replay. And that, I think that's really dope. Yeah, because it's hard, it's hard to grasp, you know? Like I, I have a tough time like acting or like being fake about things. <laughs> nah, true. So it's like if I feel like I have to do that with anything that I'm doing, I just it's, I just feel like it's something that I probably just shouldn't be doing. I that's fire to me because I I feel like with you being also a creative, it allows a certain uh, a true authentic uh, authenticity authenticity to uh, <laughs> what you bring and what you put out. Mm-hmm. Um, which I get to benefit from because uh, you rub a, you are no whole bar when it comes to like my personal creative and just like mm. what you see the people around you that should be doing and like what is best for them. And then like, I think it's really dope that you like bleed it into like your environment. Like mm. there's a certain level of like, you should have a reference point or you should have an understanding of it to like continue or to do it or just like stand on it. Um, I don't. I don't think I have a point. I just kind of wanted to like shout you out for like having that and just like yeah. providing it for others and like holding people accountable to it. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I just think uh, it's hard to continue something that you just have no personal attachment to, you know. And it's not even that I necessarily know what's best for other people, but I just try to give the best advice that I can because if you're not being true to yourself, it's like what the fuck are you really doing? Yeah, like you can't really go that far. It's only going to be a matter of time before you hit the wall and then it's just jaded and you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Nah. What's up, Tavares, man? You over here real quiet, man. Nah, he- nah I was listening to those isms. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, honestly, for the viewers at home, I don't know if they know how you two met um, and how this came about to be. So, uh we met through Jaime. So Jaime brought me to aisle four one day and was like, hey. Aisle four? 
I got well. I wanted yeah. to touch on Alpha later, but I'll I'll I'm gonna make this a a brief uh blimp because it's very important to like what I've been doing for the last two years. But uh, me and Jaime worked together for like like six months. Ran like basically ran mm-hmm. the summer um as far as like producing and just like on set. And he was like, I know these guys starting something like pivotal. And he was like, come in, meet them. And it was, I met Tobe, Flock, and Mal that day. And they were just like, he was like, hey, he's Corey, he's a photographer, he does lighting. And then ever since then, like, not ever since then, then time after is when, like, it actually made sense. Because, like, there, when they first brought me there, I was, like, just kind of in the space, <laughs> just standing around. I wasn't really, like... I was trying to figure it out. I was like, I knew this was very important, but like not knowing the group of people I was like dealing with, I was kind of just like, all right, let me figure out what's going on. And mm-hmm. then when I got back the next time, it was just like, I kind of like knew what it was going to be and like where, where it will sit in like five years. But it was just like talking to Tobe, talking to Flock, just knowing like a glimpse of their past. I was like, okay, I can trust these guys with with whatever, like, because I'm in, like, a weird point of what I'm doing, and they're, like, they've done a lot. Like, this is this is very new, but they have, a, like, a history where I can be, like, I can entrust, what I, like, all my confusion and everything I'm trying to figure out to these guys. So ever since then, Toby's been, like, Toby's pushed me in a very, like, like a monumentally healthy way. Yeah, I got I to gotta push everybody because I was pushed. That if I would have took heed to a lot of advice and just encouragement that I got early on, I would have been doing all this a lot sooner. But everything happens for a reason. But even that, I just realized, too, I left out a huge part of, like, <laughs> the laced up story. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, so going through meeting those guys, then I got to meet other, like, you know, extended, extended, uh, just, like, connections or whatever through via, like, laced up. Then I got to be around Kingston, and Kingston had a brand called Life of Villains. Oh, shit. And LOV was probably, like, one of the biggest local brands at the time. And Kingston was, like, amazing, you know. like That's fire. He's also, he produced, uh, or well, he was, I don't know if he was one half or one third, but he was part of the collective Blue Sky Black Death, which was, like, an amazing production, yeah. production group, right? And uh, they pretty much produced, like, all the Nacho Picasso's early stuff. Um, pretty much any, like, pretty much anything that was, like, coming out of that Capitol Hill at the time. Like, they were... Hands hands in. They were involved in, in, in some way. Where Like, you had to know Kingston pretty much. Like, yeah. even if it wasn't musically, like, Kingston was, like, around, you know. He was, like, one of the main dudes that, that embraced me, like, outside of, uh, outside of the original crew at least or whatever. But then, um, even at even at laced up, uh, being there for so long, um, Dave, who owns the cool, yeah. oh well, currently he's just opening a new shop, Mania Market. But Dave was like the other half to like keeping me going, and yeah. like keeping the momentum going as far as like me being in in any type of creative creative field or creative space. What was it like knowing? Uh Dave back then, because, like, Dave had, like, a lot going on. Like, he, like, always, I, from what I've got to gather, just, like, knowing people that know Dave, Dave has always been, like, a visionary of, like, what's going on. So what was it like knowing him back then? Um, it was amazing, bro. Like, I can't, I can't mention anything about what I'm doing without mentioning Dave. 
like if I had to boil it down to like one person really always being there for me, like yeah. through and through, Dave was like my mentor. Dave is the reason why I still have passion for this today. Dave is somebody who I have tried to like model myself after as far as when it comes to like business and just um having the foresight to try yeah. to know even know like what what my next move is or should be he's somebody I still call and talk to and rely on in yeah. certain situations you know like Dave really took me under his wing and I'm like forever in debt to him because he made he made all of this possible yeah like especially at the a time in my life you know I was like I was uh I was at laced up or whatever and then they had some business dealings and uh pretty much Dave was supposed to open Triple Crown in Tacoma and uh he he ended up doing it. Yeah. And I don't know, Dave just saw something in me. I was already like living in Tacoma yeah. and then I couldn't really be at laced up every day. Yeah. Because it was just it was a it's a drive, you know. I wasn't driving. I was I wasn't even old enough to have a license. Yeah, you know so it, like <laughs> having the one does that like it, it's cool once you get in, but like once it becomes like more than that, it's like all right, yeah. the forty five hour and a half bus ride, some nights and like Yeah. Then I gotta figure out the last bus. Yeah, for sure. And then I was I wasn't doing that. It's <laughs> cool. I'm gonna hop a ride with the homies on the weekend. Exactly. You know, kick it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I still show face. Yeah. Man. So um but yeah, Dave saw some in me. He was like, yo, um, he was like, do you pretty much want to come down here and like work? Like, <clears throat> and uh, I took the opportunity, you know, because it was a little bit more of a, like an in-depth like internship because I was actually going to be like hands-on and like kind of learn like the back end and like how to like structure, pretty much how to structurally like run a business like yeah. from like top to bottom, you know? Everything from like buying to even how to get and secure accounts, trade shows. Like I didn't know any of this stuff. It's yeah, just, I wasn't really like involved in that that side of laced up. You were more like you were the face. Like, would you say you're like the face of it? Like you grab t shirts, just be in the shop, but you weren't really like knowing. Well, not because like. Th- damn, this made me feel so old. So like with laced up, like we like interned, but we were like pretty much like the street team. Okay. You were word of mouth. You was wearing the <laughs> yeah, gear. You were yeah. like, hey, bro, you yeah. need this? Go to Laced Up. Like, exactly. Oh, don't go over there. Go For over sure. there. For sure. Like, we still had flyers back then. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, uh, we're, we're uh, I think you're only a few years older than, like, four, like four years older than this. So I know, yeah, I, yeah. I still, I still know this about street, having a good street team. And yeah, yeah, Hitting yeah. the pavement of just like, all right, seeing these flyers mean, like, I printed these out at Kiko's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and now you see them the same yeah. day. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so I went from pretty much being, like, on the, the street team and doing, like, I don't know, I guess, like, uh, guerrilla marketing, I guess <laughs> is what you would call it uh, with those dudes. And then, uh, yeah, then being down down downtown Tacoma with Dave. Um, and that was really the first streetwear shop Tacoma ever had. Yeah. Like, outside of, I mean, this was, like, kind of before, like, streetwear was, like, like a, an industry how it is now. Yeah. Um, like I had an uncle and he, he had owned a store, but that was like, it was kind of like a mix of just like whatever, whatever he could sell. Like yeah. He yeah. had some knowledge of streetwear, but it was really like, if he could sell just white tees, it's just white tees every day. Yeah. Yeah. So like they had, they, yeah, it was like white tees. There was like this brand called like RMA and then like <laughs> Zoo Bear. He had some vape stuff for sure. Even like way back then. Yeah. But 
that was a cool, that was a cool, like, that was a cool, that was a cool place to be in. I was really young, though. I was, like, seven, seven or eight or something like that. I was really young. So, but, yeah, so then I ended up being, being with Dave down there pretty much from, like, 14, 14, 15 until, damn, man, I want to say until I was, like, about, like, 19 or something. Yeah. 19, 20. And then, uh... Yeah, so I was there from the beginning. Like, it was me, Dave, and Slim. Damn. So you was getting, like, a like a college course on, like, real streetwear business and just, like, the dealings of what's going on. Yeah, for sure. It was crazy. Like, I like I, I, I didn't think that it was going to be that instrumental, but, like, in hindsight, I learned so much, and I would do it all over again if I had to. Like, I, I encourage any kid that, is serious and passionate about this like if you can find a good internship or a place just to be at just be there give it all give it your all like yeah at some moment something will present itself to where whatever work you had to put in before you'll be prepared for what you're about to do (laughs) this is beautiful um a lot of times i sit here and i'm like super quiet but like in this in this case, streetwear, it's something I'm not knowledgeable about. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got into like clothing like about two years ago. You can ask Corey. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, you what was you wearing before, bro? Man, oh my! That's not true. See, that's not valid. We <laughs> that's probably started prioritizing. Nah, that's definitely valid. No, brother, I'm not. High school fits are still fits. We were still but, wearing what was trend. Like, but it wasn't fits. I never, I was not fit. Go back to some I'm, of them. I'm going to be fairly Tars honest. is shitting on you. Go back to hey, some of them. Fits, you know, they're, honestly, they're thank top you, tier. brother. I put a lot into those high school fits, man. Bucket half like, phase. Uh, yeah, trying dude. to go crazy. But, uh, no, uh, I, I only, I'm only saying this because uh, you guys were actually some of my few sh- uh, shop moments mm-hmm. to where, uh, you know, being that person. I'm, granted, I'm not the kid. You know, I'm actually an adult now, but yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, like paradise and like, you know, out for mm-hmm. reason I brought it up a little earlier. Uh, well, those were the actual moments where I'm actually like, I hit the pavement. I'm like, Ooh, I'm meeting the curators behind these brands. I'm actually, you know, feeling the, the shirts that they're producing or the, or the clothing, um, that they're making. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, you know, it goes a long way too when you have people like yourself and and, and the group that uh, you guys belong to that are actually have like open arms. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's important. Um, not only for in, in my case because you know a lot of people have been have had open arms, but there's a difference between that and like you know actually people who who want to meet their patrons or, yeah. or people that actually want to understand their customers mm-hmm. and, and the people that support them. So, um, I, honestly, I didn't really have a point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, nah, I get what you're saying though. I, I feel like you. I was a little too quiet. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been listening to a <laughs> whole lot of isms. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I gotta, I let these people that know that I, I, you know, been with the swag for for the last year, two years. <laughs> yeah. I just now got onto the swag. Nah, that's that's great that you bring that up though, because I think I could. I mean, I can only speak for myself, but mm-hmm. like, 
I knew Harry before Paradise was a thing. I knew Harry before he was really even shooting music videos because Harry was also like an early, like younger dude that was on Capitol Hill. So it's like I've been knowing Harry for a long time. And I think with like specifically like Paradise and then with, with our shop with All Forest, like we just come from a, a era where it was community, you know? Like we we didn't really come from it where now it's like about like the social media and like yeah. the likes, like we didn't have that. There's so a huge wave. There's a huge yeah. market now uh, with the label of streetwear. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So. Because now it's like, um, man, like now it's pretty much its own business now. It's not yeah. a su- it's not a subculture anymore. Yeah. it's yeah. culture at this point. And I don't know. Some people feel indifferent about it. I kind of take the stance of like, man, well, you know, if it wasn't gonna do this, then it would have died. True. Like things have to grow, things have to evolve, and it also it, it's it, yeah yeah it might some of it sucks because like a lot of the the essence of it isn't there, but in the same sense it's also providing income for a lot <laughs> and, of people. Yeah, you know, that I really care about it. Yeah, guys are feeding their families off of this. Like I'm sure a lot of these brands are gonna get passed down generationally. Like that's amazing to come from something that realistically started in 500 square foot retail shops that. Nobody <laughs> really gave a fuck about unless <laughs> you know you were just a maniac and you just were you love t-shirts yeah yeah exactly you know so there was a huge time um a lot of people got to be honest with themselves that like people look down on streetwear yeah um in the beginning stages of like the whole boom I would say no one got it yeah it was like. Man, it was kind of weird. You were kind of yeah. like the coolest of the outsiders at that point. Like, yeah. you know, like there was dudes like who really like, you know, like lived in the hood, came from the hood. Like dudes like, you know, P and, you know, a lot of those guys. And even myself, bro, like it wasn't easy. For, <laughs> it wasn't easy for me to just be myself at the time I was growing up. Yeah. Like I looked like a fucking alien yeah. to a lot of people, especially if you didn't know me or know my background or know like where my peoples came from. It was like, oh, this guy's. You might have tried to test it, <laughs> <laughs> and you probably found out. <laughs> he's not in, failed the test. He's not in long <laughs> tees and baggy pants. So like, nah, they're like, they're different. The Man. the graphics are kind of different. They might be the same fit, but the graphic is kind of crazy. Can you imagine wearing like slim, like, like what would now probably be like yeah. slim cut jeans, but were skinnies back then oh, with yeah. Vans before the Vans song came out. You're crazy. Bro, I was on a skateboard. Like. <laughs> you look wild. Yeah. It, and more than likely, you're called white because it's just like. But then, like, you're skating through, like, dangerous neighborhoods. You feel me? Like, yeah. it's not even just like, <laughs> you got to get off the bus. You got to skate through some shit to get to the bus to get to the skate park where to you're probably going to be cool at. You know what I'm saying? To be yourself. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, just to be yourself. So, you'd like. It was definitely a different time, you know. Now it's cool. Now people can do whatever the fuck they want, you know. Very true. I feel like that. I don't know. What do you feel like the the explosion? Obviously, the explosion helped with the normalcy. Do you do you think that time was just like more sports driven than it was fashion driven? So, like for uh, for you to be in the fashion, it was just like unconceivable like at the time because i'm trying to figure out what like outside of like all the people in the streetwear culture becoming like cool or just dominant in like Mm -hmm. clothing what was like the shift because all of you guys are just like they're 
in their 40s and 50s now, and you guys are in your early 30s, late 20s. So, like, I mean, I think a lot of it kind of has to do with environment. Like, I can only speak for myself and my environment. I'm sure some, you know, some kid that grew up in a upper class neighborhood that was on a skateboard and was into like BMX or whatever they might have been into. It was a lot easier. Yeah, he was probably the coolest guy around because. <laughs> People got it, you know what I mean? Like, there was a point of reference for it. Yeah, 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 exactly. But then it's like I don't know. For for me and my my personal my personal journey, I feel like man, I f- I really I feel like I feel like the vans. I feel like when the pack came out, like it it made it a little more cool, and then. Man, I'm trying to think of like, because I'm trying to speak like culturally. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, um, because it happened before streetwear was necessarily cool. Because a lot of people wouldn't still know what you were wearing. You yeah, yeah. But there was there was music that went along <laughs> with what was going on. Yeah, and I wouldn't necessarily co- necessarily like correlate like the van song with streetwear at all. Yeah, but on like a mainstream level, like it made it cooler to be different. You know what I'm saying? Like. So I'd probably say like that pack era and then um probably Wayne. Yeah. For sure. Like Wayne, definitely. When he started dressing different and started getting more into like streetwear yeah. clothes. But I I mean, I would really have to give it to Pharrell if I had to give it to anybody. But he was he just wasn't necessarily like as big as of a as big as a icon as yeah. like Lil Wayne might have been for like other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, no I mean, that <laughs> a lot of sense. I feel like as far as like that industry went, like the music industry, I feel like it started with Pharrell and then it trickled down to whoever he was producing for. Gym and class then, heroes. Exactly. And then they started to make it cool for everybody else. Yeah. Because a lot of people probably would have looked at Pharrell just as weird as they looked at me. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, I hear like it, it's funny to like hear people talk about the Pharrell era like today and like, mm-hmm. like as they're older, like, nah, we didn't get it. Like, he yeah. was just like that, like, it made sense because he made beats and he didn't really rap, so it's just yeah. like, it felt like until, like, there was other, he his influence actually got into other people, it was just like, it, it was just written off. It was just like, that's just who he is. That's yeah. kind of just what he does. Yeah, man, he he, he, he changed, he shifted the culture, for sure. Very much so, and... Undeniable. And did it for, proven. like, self, and, it, and it, the, I feel like the coolest thing about Pharrell is, like... Yeah, it eventually became culture, but he just was like, I like this. Like, nigga, I'm just, I'm going there because, like, I met this dude and I'm fucking with what he's, like, what he's, uh, what he's got. And he knows all about, like, what I'm doing. And, like, he copies my, cha- like, he's already, like, so tuned into, like, what's going on. I'm like, it's a no-brainer. And yeah. it's not for, like, yeah, I'm bringing it back and showing people, but it's not to be like, oh, you got to go. It's like, nah, I met this dude. We traded, and, like, now I'm up on you because you don't even know about this. Yeah. You want to hear a crazy story? Of course. So, <laughs> this is about to fuck you up, right? Dude, so I'm just, I assume both of you guys, like, listen to Dom Kennedy, or, like, at one point, like, yeah. you guys just like, yeah, yeah. Dom yeah. Kennedy, he's the nigga, right? Oh, yeah, for surely. Bro, he dropped his first song on Nike Talk. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's really crazy, bro. <laughs> the forums had it. That's what the I'm saying. Like it goes deep, bro. bro. Yeah. Like it goes Damn. really, really deep. And it was sure. that's really cool because it wasn't for like he was making music, but it was like I know the 
I know the niggas that that this song is for. This is for my like. Oh, it was a complete lack of confidence. Like, if I ever see him, I'm about to tell him that because he be with he be with Umi sometimes. Yeah. So like, I'm about to be like, hey man, I remember you dropped that first track <laughs> on Nike Talk on some like, is this cool? <laughs> it's like streets fucking with it because this is who I care about. This is yeah. you guys are the people. So is this? We fucking yeah, with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, that's fire. Yeah, that's kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's like it's knowing like the people that you want that okay from, and it's just like all right, if they think it's cool. Who gives a fuck about like the the niggas that I like no, see every day? That's how it was, bro. We were in our own world. Like nothing mattered. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't fucking care. You're like, bro, like, yeah. It's like you see, like <laughs> it was like we were like our own species. You yeah, know what I'm saying like I miss because um, I can say I never I was. There, but I was never like truly a part of like a a subculture before, like besides weed, I would mm. say. Um, but I miss that. I guess how it's talked about. I miss when it was just like I would say gatekeep because that's what people call it. But I miss when it was just like a niche niche thing of just like you like shoes, you like graphic tees. Mm. We homies, and we have a plethora of things to like grow on and like talk about. And now it's just such a Everyone can have the conversation. I, I kind of miss that. I guess the thing about the world I miss is just that exclusivity of just being able to have like a niche conversation with somebody. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like there's still there's still like pockets of that because there's still certain brands that like stay really true. Yeah. To like the I guess like the core values of things. But yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I, I honestly don't even necessarily feel like it was like the people that made it change. I think the business just changed itself. Mm, yeah. You know, like, cause there was time, like at least when, when I was coming up, like there was, there was a time and there was a time and place where like, you couldn't even get an account in a mall. Yeah. Like a brand would just straight turn down. However, the, however big the amount of money was and be like, yeah, you're in the mall. You couldn't even be in a certain mile radius of the mall. Like, I remember when Equipped opened up, and that was, like, crazy because they were so close to the mall. Yeah. And, it, like, it was that. It was it was bad, bro. Like, move your store. Like, yeah. We fucking with you guys, but, like. No, nah, but they were getting accounts. Like, they had a hundreds account. Like, they had accounts that, like, that. I think that was kind of, like, when like, started the scale shifting. started to tilt. Because then you started to see, like, um, you started to see brands kind of slowly enter into like zoomies and things like that. But I think that check just got undeniable, man. No, I mean, (laughs) when I I heard when it's like it, when the bubble, when there was too many brands and shit, like when you could stand out and like, I could make Mm -hmm. a couple million dollars right now. Like kind of need that couple million dollars. I heard there was just like that, that need to grow. But I like, I never, I guess I'm never faulting, the people for getting paid. Cause that, that's mm-hmm. the whole point of like a business and anything, but I just more like it became such a bigger thing that everyone could have the conversation. I feel like sometimes it's so diluted on like amazing work and just amazing yeah. things. Cause like to me, skateboarding and uh, clothing like pushed so much of everything. It's just like when everyone can chime in on like skaters and clothing, mm-hmm. I feel like there's no one really having a voice. It's like comedians is like, no, like, just laugh. You you shouldn't be like don't <laughs> yeah. don't question what yeah. you're laughing at. Just laugh. Like just enjoy what you're getting. Yeah. Um. So I feel like in ways it's um 
it's lost that. But there's there's a few brands that uh, continue it, like the one you start with Requiem, and what I'll, I feel like Al Four is in a conglomerate is like in a way that it, it as community as it is, it feel like we still hold a, still a level of like taste. I feel like. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I think it's always important to keep some sort of, like, some sort of your ideology, like, rooted in yeah. where it came from. And then also, too, like, I mean, with a lot of these brands, too, man, you got to you gotta realize, like, some of these guys have put in 20-plus years. You're going to need that payout yeah. <laughs> sometime, <laughs> no, right? Facts. You know, and it's like, I mean, if you look at – if you look – there's there's certain ways to do it, you know? Like, if you look at Supreme, like, they're still is culturally, like, relevant yeah. as – like that. For as big as they are, they're still culturally like relevant. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there's certain pieces that I would still buy. You know, I'm not gonna consume it the same way I did when it was like on fire. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> before people even knew they had a web store. Nah. They had a web store for years, and people were still like, "How do you get this? No, nah, you gotta go to the store. If you don't <laughs> yeah. go to the, if you're not it's in like Tokyo, not you're not in New York. You're not getting yeah, it's it." It's like, no, nah, they've been online. Um. I wanted to talk to you about the shop and like yeah. uh, what it was like t- for you to enter that space with uh, the guys and like mm-hmm. what was it? What were you doing right before you were in talks to go into the shop and like what were uh, what brought you to it? Um, what I was doing before, man. I'm not. I'm gonna keep it all the way real. I'm not gonna come up here and put no stunt on it. <laughs> like before that, I was like, I just moved back. And my life got crazy. Yeah. So I was really trying to figure it out. Like, I pretty much had, like, lost, like, everything. And then I was like, oh, like, all right, now I'm starting from, like, nothing. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm starting from nothing. And, uh, you know, I just, I stayed patient. And I just kept working at it. And just, I just really had to believe at that point. Yeah. Like, I really had to believe. And I think I just spent so much time, like, in that mind, that, that mindset of, like, I'm going to figure it out. Like I'm going to make something happen Yeah. that um, it just caught up. Like whatever had to be manifested at that point, it just, or whatever was manifested at that point, it just was a matter of time for yeah. it to like really start to like, you know, physically present itself to me. And then, um, yeah, I spent probably like, man, maybe like a year, year and a half, like really just in a weird limbo. Yeah. And then, um, Things started looking up. Everything was cool. And then uh, out of nowhere, I just got a call. Like <laughs> like Malcolm had just gotten to like a really, really bad car accident. So I was like talking to him all the time, making sure he was like cool and just, you know, just taking care of himself. Yeah. Because he was like down in L.A. like by himself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then he had to come up here for surgery. So then I was just constantly just talking to him, bro, making sure he was doing cool. And uh, he just called me one day out the blue, like, yo, pull up to Lamar's. And I'm like, all right, well, what's up? <laughs> like, he's like, just pull up. I'm like, all right, cool. And then, uh, yeah, they're like, they were like, we're trying to open a store, bro. Like, you trying to do this? And then I was, I had already kind of went through, like, a, I don't know. I kind of didn't want to, like, run a business at the time. Yeah. I just got done doing that with, with me and Tommy, you know. And we were drained yeah, you know what i'm saying like i know like, what right yeah is. like this is work bro it's gonna take a lot you know and then uh i was like well let me see the business plan let me see this or whatever and then 
uh, Lamar ran everything down to me, and it was amazing. And I was like, I really believe in this. Like, I, yeah, like I'm down. If, if we're gonna do this, let's do it. And yeah. then it went from like that one conversation to me just being at Lamar's house, and like me being at Lamar's house like every day for like. Actually, now I think about it, since that day, like I don't think we've ever, we've pretty much been like inseparable. You don't go a day without checking in or just saying what's up? At the most, at the most, like, even, it's not even always about, like, work, but, like, at the most, like, we'll probably go maybe, like, a day without talking. Yeah. But that's, like, rare. So, it's, like, it's a unique situation because, like, now it's at a point where, like, all right, like, everybody in the shop is, like, friends. It's it's really, like, a family, you know what I'm saying? Like, I consider everybody in there to be, like, a part of my, like, extended family, like, you know, and, uh. It's a, it's a good environment to be in, for sure. Like when when you, but it gets tricky too. No, yeah, like that close. But I think we like like family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, that's kind of how that's that's pretty much how the shop started, and then it was just like months of just like, all right, now we got to find a space, like, and then dealing with just the actual logistics of like getting it put together. That was the the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard. Yeah, <laughs> that was the real family building time. Oh, bro, it was it was crazy. It was, there was so like there was so much shit that just ha- like had to get done in such a small amount of time. Like I think we did that build out the entire build out for the store in like maybe like a month and a half or something. Yeah. Like we yeah, it was it had to be like a month and a half, and it looked like shit when we first got got in there. Like the the building had just gone through like a fire. Fire, fire department came in and just hosed the shit off, like, and just made sure the walls weren't black. It was fucked up. It was so fucked up that the land, that, that our, that, uh, our landlords were just using that as, like, a construction, like, just, like, <laughs> garbage site. You know, there's just, like, bins of just, like, scrap, wood, whatever, like. Tossing shit in there. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a storage kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, all the shit that they just couldn't take to the dump yet. Like, it was, it was bad in there. But uh, yeah, man, we put the work in, and now it's it's lit. It's, it's about to uh, it's about to be something that I'm going to be very very proud of when I get to see other people get to utilize it and experience it because it's really something that nobody's done up here, and that's that's what made me really believe in it and just like give it my all and be like, yeah, like I'm in. Let's do this. Cause you're onto some shit when you're doing something that nobody's done before. Yeah, that's when you know. And the uh, the reception is like, um, it's like what the fuck? It's like it, I like telling explaining I afford to people. It's kind of just like a <laughs> yeah. Nah, for, it should have been happening. This exists like it, it's like nah. This is a real place, and it's just like yeah. it's owned by black people. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's black and it, we're we're multicultural <laughs> there, but <it's, laughs> we gotta work on your elevator pitch, bro. My elevator pitch? Is nah, this how you're pitching the shop? No, nah, this going? is not how I'm pitching the shop. <laughs> I think we should hear your elevator pitch right there. <laughs> My elevator pitch in yeah. the shop? Uh, aisle 4 is a multi-race run studio. Because I can't, it's, it's black and Asian. Because I don't, it sounds crazy to go, it's a black and Asian uh, ran shop that provides photography space as well as like community gathering and then is a retail side. Okay. That would be my like, it would with less laughter and more like into the the soul 
and affirm like, yeah. How would you describe it? Oh man. Um Damn. No, uh a multifaceted group of individuals that uh work to drive the creativity. Um it's hard to it's actually, <laughs> it, it's really it's really hard to describe y'all because You're doing good, bro. Uh, Keep going. You're doing good. Um just being in the space and, and seeing you guys work, you know, this is all you could ask for as a creative. Point yeah. blank period. If you walk into the shop, you uh you wanna know people who can graphic design, people who can actually like uh, you know, use use Adobe, uh have creative skills around computer computer science, things like that, um, videography, photography. Um, so really it's it's like an <laughs> an endless list of things that like you can take care of. And plus it's a retail space. It's, you know, I've been trying to wrap my head around you guys for like a little while now. Yeah. And uh, it's just point blank period. It's really the healthy space uh, a community needed and deserves. Um, Bless it. No, uh, I can't commend you guys enough. Uh, I love being there. Um, one you. thing a lot of uh, I, I take into consideration is like, you know, you guys, uh, you know, you guys really fuck with my guy. Like that, that's that's one thing that I, I uh, hold close to heart. You know, because uh, a lot of the times it's been me, Corey, Solana, Koi. You know, mm -hmm. for for ma um, majority of us feeling and thinking like we're creatives you mm -hmm. know it's one thing to do things that we, uh to finally do the things that we wanted to be creative and be creative with uh but we spent a lot of like years just talking to each other about how do we become creative how do you like um put yourself out there um and we got to this moment where we created the groovy tapes and then halfway through our groovy tapes journey Corey found like another family, like another group of people that support him and his ideals and uh, what he does like outside of their group. Um, and then you guys was all like, what, Corey got fam? Bring the fam. Yeah. And that is so important. Um, not I won't say not everyone in this city or <laughs> our state reaches out, but no, there's a level was, of it, before that it was just Harry. And yeah. The, it was like the only people that were like stamp like co-signed us as like a oh yeah a thing is like oh, Harry was like oh yeah it's quiet until you can do something for somebody else yeah truly and Benito <laughs> uh, those are my two people that were like yeah this is this makes sense yeah yeah and but I, to summarize all four is what the community needs uh, I like uh, that uh, a place to be a place that where you walk in you can be yourself. Um, there's no, there's no outside attachments to what you're doing outside of the life. You walk through those, you walk through those doors, it's all for and what you can do. Um, not what you can't do, but what you can do. Uh, and that's how I feel when I'm in there. Um, I like that, man. Damn. No, for surely. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Let me get the round of applause. You, know, you just might have talked yourself into a spokesman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, he might did. We yeah. might have to work uh, out the numbers. I'm man. just letting you guys know, like, we're not really wrapping up, but like, you know, we do got a grand opening. Oh yeah. Going, uh, pop out tomorrow. Technically, after the episode drops. Nah, it's, the the doors will be open while the episode drops. Yeah, I think we we drop on Friday. Yeah. Oh, 
We opening Friday. Yes, I don't sir. know. I'm asking you. This is your program. We're dropping Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah. We drop Friday? <laughs> you look at me like, oh, shit. We open. Right. Like, huh? <laughs> we drop Friday. Uh, doors open. What time are we opening doors? Man, I think we're going to just run it like always, man. 12, 12 to 7, you know? Probably a little lingering after, but. You know? Come kick it. Yeah, man. Everybody pull up. We're excited. Uh, it's been a long time coming. We've been in this weird soft opening phase for a minute because we had to put some things together and make sure we came out all the way right. Everything's looking good. It's looking up. And uh, we just want to be another another spot where people feel comfortable pulling up, hanging out. Like, we want the energy there. We don't want no dead shop where you feel like you got to just come in and spend your money and get the fuck out. <laughs> We don't do that. <laughs> we don't Come do that. It. Yeah, it's good vibes. And then, uh, yeah, man, we just want to be here and just have the people support us and support the people. February 25th through 27th. And then every Monday through Sunday after that, right? Are we open on the weekends? Probably. Uh, Yeah. Probably, yeah. We're not turn we're not turning down no studio bookings. So Oh no, that that side's open all day. <laughs> yeah. I am just more talking retail. Retail hours come catch us. Somebody'll be there. Someone was always there. Just Google it. <laughs> Use the good Google. Google says nine AM though. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> our, our Google says we open we're there from nine Ooh. to like ten PM every day. That's what Google says. Oh, you know why? Because those are those those are the studio, the booking hours. Oh, but now we got retail, so we got to change. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna get changed. We got to get the the right Google hours in there. Thank you, Corey, for the public embarrassment. Nah, what, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Somebody's in there at nine a.m. If you really trying to pull up, like don't don't. I didn't say that because we're not in there. I'm just like everybody won't be there at nine a.m. <laughs> You might catch Tobe there and not like that's for real. Him or Alex, you know, they'll, they'll Oh, be Alex is definitely there now. Nine AM. You know, you'll catch the squad member there. Like you just might not catch the whole squad. I'd be kinda like sometimes I'll walk in, I'll be like, fuck, man, do I gotta start waking up at six? Like, why is he here before me? He lives down the block. He lives I think he's the closest to the shop. I don't know. Me 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 and Elle are pretty close. But he's like I think he's like right like maybe like Four or five miles, like before. Oh you got yeah, because I guess he's right off of the. Yeah. yeah, I'm about to just drop his whole love. <laughs> yeah, in case you got any static with bro. <laughs> he's right off the yada of me. Nah, but nah, he's Alex is always there first. First, and he's the first good morning. Like, yeah, like, he's a hard worker, bro. I gotta give Alex crazy. his just due, bro. He came in, and bro has not taken his foot off the gas. Nah. Since he got in there. In every single way. Full steam. He's going wild. Right. He's doing a lot. What? You want to? I was just trying to check the temperature, man. Nah. You got anything else you want to ask? Nah, I know Tobe for real. Come on, man. <laughs> you know Tobe for real. <laughs> I, uh, Cart boys in the chat. whole lot of gang shit. You already know what's going on. Al four. You got Tobe up in the building. But, hey. Tobe, do you want to leave uh, any of the of the viewers off with any sauce before we head out? Yeah, man. Hey, fucking this funny. shit just turned into Nard War so <laughs> that's fast. So fucking funny. <laughs> that's all I could dream for. I wish that is Ooh, the goal. Shit. The goal if we could. Hey, 
Nardwar Groovy Tapes, that's the... Hey, I yeah. made it. we're trying to... That's the... I made it Nardwar, we see at your top. Nah, uh, I think... Yeah, I got a couple of things to say, man. I just want to say, first and foremost, like, if anybody at any point has been involved in my life, whether positively or negatively, if you said, fuck me, or you actually embrace me like a homie, I want to say thank you, because you were part of my journey and this, uh, this process that I'm still going through. I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for y'all. Even the haters. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, everybody. But, nah, um, man, I want to thank both of you guys for having me up here. I was hella nervous walking in. Like, damn. About to get interrogated. Nah, this is seamless. This is <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just chilling at the shop with y'all. Like how we normally be doing. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm proud of you guys, man. You guys have been really going full steam. Thank you. It's good to see, man. Good to see. I can't wait to see where you guys are gonna be next year. I want all my boys going up. Keep that. Come on. You've been grooving with the South. This is KWJT. We got Toe, Corey, Solana, Coy.